Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daiya Six. Yay, you guys, what's going on? I guess it's about that time he's calling me to the mic. So guess what? I got to get on this mic and just and spit things out, right? How are you doing? How is everyone today? Welcome to this wonderful, fulfilling show, Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. And if you decided to listen to the show for the first time, yes, I am your host and relationship specialist, Daya Six, and I'm welcoming you. And if you are returning to the show, You know I'm thanking you and giving you cyber hugs. Well, you know, this is your home, so no introduction needed, right? You guys know that this show is totally dedicated to your growth. It's dedicated to bringing you love. It's dedicated to bringing you health, comprehension, self-love. And actually, this is basically a place where we bring you some of the most bravest disruptors in the world. How lucky am I to have a show like that, right? So I want to know. Are you guys ready to have an interesting show? I am ready to discuss. Now, it's just going to be you, me, myself, and I. That's it. That's it. You know, it's we're about to have a party and it's really not about, you know, um, having a lot of people, you know, intervene. It's all about the company you keep. So I'm happy that you guys are here. Now we have, let me, let me tell you what we have in store for you today. Okay. I want to talk about something that I think individuals, one, need to speak more about and more often. And also understand that there's a denotation and connotation of what we're going to speak about today. Right. And What we're going to speak about today, I want to say that we have to start holding individuals. We have to start stamping those that who are responsible for having this type of behavior or act that we're going to be talking about. And we're getting ready to bring all of this up. You guys want to know what I'm talking about? I guess that's my cue to expose you to what this show is about. Today's topic is your relationship with hypocrisy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Is it true, you guys, that we all have been hypocritical in our lives? Is that true? And if so, why does it seem that so many people find it easy to do? And if we are hypocrites, how do we stop being hypocrites? Also, we will discuss the hypocrisy and how it comes in many forms. Now, I was sent a video from a young lady named Rashida, who is a member of um, HRT community, and uh, she is from New Orleans, and she sent me this clip, you guys, that I'm going to play for you today, and we're going to discuss it. We're going to have fun with it. It's about a pastor exercising hypocrisy on stage in front of his congregation that actually went viral. This... this (laughs) This guy was a trip and I wanted to share this. So for those of you that who have not heard this, stay tuned because we're going to have fun with this. You're going to listen to this. I think it was, you know, I think it was classic to tell you the truth. And we will also discover the hypocrisy from a from a few celebrities in Hollywood. We're going to talk about celebrities in Hollywood and how they're hypocrites. And um, 
Hey, I guess the perfect question to ask them, you know, are some of them exercising and perfecting a hypocritical lifestyle, right? And lastly, we'll talk about one of the biggest hypocrites of all time. She, you guys, has many contracts and broken them over again. She does it in the name of God. And many people seek her and love her. Oh, who am I talking about? America herself. (laughs) We are going to talk about all of it right here, right now. So let's get started. I'm ready, Roy. All right, you guys. So have you guys noticed that our society is always blaming individuals for being hypocrites? You turn around, right? You turn around and (laughs) you always hear somebody, you know, blurt out, you know, hypocrite. Oh, well, she's a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite, you know. And listen, I have to raise my hand at this myself because I'm guilty of it. I am so guilty of calling people hypocrites. But, you know, like I said, it's it's a thin line to really what hypocrites are. We're going to discuss this show. So just stay tuned with me. Now, it's easy to condemn someone or put them in this category, right? But are we putting people in categories that they belong to, right? Huh? Have you ever asked yourself that? Um, there are three main positions where people are being, where, yeah, people are being called hypocrites, okay? Three main positions. And it's commonly used on, one, pastors, two, politicians, and of course, three, what I just mentioned, celebrities. Everybody loves celebrities in their business, right? Especially since social media has been like this new TV land for all of us, right? I know it has... For me, but sometimes, oh my goodness, it's disturbing. So first, let's answer the question. What is a hypocrite? Now, from my perspective, anytime I want to find out what a word means, I always try to trace things back to the beginning, the original, the originality of it, because current definitions and ideas, you guys, always seem to get watered down with Age. I mean, look at the dictionary now in the Webster's Dictionary. You have, um, what was that? What was that word that we were talking about? Oh, bootylicious. Did you guys know that bootylicious is now in the dictionary? Thank you, Beyonce. That wasn't even a word before. Now it's a word. It has its definition. And I'm wondering what the definition will be 50 years from now. I'm pretty sure it's going to change just like many other words, right? So what do I do? Epistemology is the key here, you guys. Anytime I want to find out the originality of a word, that's where I go. So as of today, the word hypocrite was used differently, okay, from when it was pretty much originated from. And this was the time when Jesus was claimed to exist, all right? Now, is, are we going to be spiritual? No, but we have to bring this up so that we understand where it was derived from, how it was used, the context that it was used in and all of that. So stay with me. So today, when you use the word hypocrite, we will put someone in the category as if they, you know, you know, what is that? Didn't practice what they preached or they lied about their way of living. And, and there was, you know, it, or, or, you know, or they didn't tell the truth about something. Right. But that's not all there is to that word, not in totality. There is a small misunderstanding of that word. And as of today, history states that the original way the word was used is when Jesus used the word and he used it in 
a different context from how we're using it today. Now, back then, Jesus experienced the, uh, what was it, the Pharisees, right? Am I saying that right? The Pharisees. It was the Pharisees, right? And in, and he experienced them in a different light than what he assumed them to be. So now that we are on this, now that we're on this, um, this understanding where we're, we're halfway there, we're on this understanding. One thing that I want to bring to you guys' attention is that um, we're not going to get religious in any way, shape or form. All right. But just stick with me. He saw the Pharisees in a certain way in his mind, which is, I mean, hey, it's it, it's normal. He had a mind and this is how he saw them. And they portrayed a different image in a different light in the eyes of those that who were watching. All right. So remember that then the Pharisees wanted to accomplish a certain goal. Okay. So Jesus saw this because when he intervened with them, he realized that they weren't the same individuals that they were portraying or the same individuals that people thought they were or the same individuals that he experienced prior. Okay, so he called them hypocrites, but not to diminish them or put them down or put them on blast as we do with people today. So. There are verses in the Bible, you know, where Jesus speaks and he says things like this. Um, I'm not quoting. OK, you guys. But he says things like, you know, since you are in the public eyes or um, since there are public eyes present, you know, when you are being seen by the public, like when you fast, when you tithe, when you're attending the temple. So, you know, like sacred, you know, sacred groups, i.e. churches. Right. Or when you're submerging yourself in religious statements or even a religious beliefs and, you know, amongst other things. Right. Just for the sake of doing it. Or for the sake of getting something in return, then you're a hypocrite. Now, you're not he's not saying that you're doing it because, you know, you're doing it for the love of God, even though anytime you do something, you want to do it for the love of God or for the love of the people or for the love of the cause. But most people tend to do it for the sake of the illusion that they want you to see them in. OK, and so he understood these things. Right. So. He said, if you are doing it for the sake of the illusion that you want people to see you in, then you're doing it for the image that you are trying to portray, which is what people want anyways, because they want the applause. Most people want the praise. Right. They want the praise from you for being upright or, you know, to appear godlike without having anything to do with God or having any concerns about the greater good for humanity. All right. So I'm hoping you guys are staying with me. I hope I didn't confuse any of you guys. So when people are putting on a great image for alternative motives. Now, remember, too, Jesus used this term when he saw someone putting on a show. Right. So. He's sitting here watching all these people put on a show. And remember, when you are really into a show, there's a certain type of hypnotism that is happening to you. And nine times out of 10, 
you don't know you're being hypnotized. You are just in the experience. You are just in the now. Okay. And you guys know what? When we come back, because we're getting ready to come up on tunes, I'm going to tell you who these people were that he called hypocrites. Guess what? We have these same people right here, right now that we pay attention to almost every single day, if not every week, if not every month. You can't avoid them. They're here. They're not going anywhere. And um, I'm going to tell you who and what they were. Stay tuned with me, okay? Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Tis the season to put on weight and get so busy you can't find time to work out. I want to encourage you not to gain weight and to make your daily exercise a priority. When the weather gets cold and you get extra busy, it's easy to forget to drink water. Water is an essential key to maintaining your weight and to avoid overeating. It fills you up and gives you the feeling of being full. When you feel full, it's hard to stuff yourself and overeat. Not only does it keep your body hydrated and functioning properly, it also makes your skin look better. Some physicians believe it will flush sickness from your body and make you feel better faster. So even though you may not feel like it, make a pledge to drink more water during this hectic holiday season. Give your body and your weight every advantage in a truly challenging but joyous time. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Baby, I'm in Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daiya Six. All right, you guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. If you are just tuning into the show, you know that we are talking about hypocrites. Yo, <laughs> where are they? How many of us have them? Hypocrites. I just made that up, you guys. <laughs> you guys don't know nothing about that. So anyway, so what did he call these people? What were these people that he called hypocrites? You guys, they were stage actors. That's it. They were stage actors actors. We have actors today. We have actors in Broadway. We have actors on television. We have actors, God damn it, when it comes to political and our political system. Stage actors are hypocrites. That's where really the word derived from. So it really wasn't someone who didn't practice what they preached, like we say today, even though it is someone who doesn't practice what they preach. Because remember, stage actors, you know, they're just there for the show. Right. 
We have to remember that. So one of the questions that we have is, are we all hypocrites? Because I hear lots of people say that we're all hypocrites. Everybody's hypocrites. But there's a denotation to connotation of what a hypocrite is. And there's a thin line of understanding exactly what it is. So have we all been hypocritical? Oh, my God, this is a thin line. And let me tell you why, you guys. If you are living, right, in your life, in your true right, then you are not a hypocrite, no matter how people look at you and what people say about you and no, and really no matter what you're doing, as long as you are living in your true self, you're not a hypocrite. But if you are someone like, let's say, you know, you're a man and let's say, you know, and let me just say this, when I use the word man on this show, you guys, you know, I'm just going to mention this in this sense. I'm using the word man for female and male. Okay. So I don't want nobody saying, why are you always talking about men? I don't want those emails no more. When I say man, I'm talking about one man or just man. Okay. So let's say you have a man who was looked upon in society, you know, and he's a man of righteousness or he's a man who's a leader and the public finds out that this same righteous man have been abusive in many ways. He's been abusive to his children. He's been abusive to his wife or to anyone for that matter. Because remember, a healer or a righteous person should not have the lifestyle of an abuser. Right? They should not have a lifestyle of someone who is hindering the mental, the spiritual, the development of people. Right? They just don't go together. So guess what? You become a hypocrite. And the reason why you become a hypocrite is because you're performing who you really are when people aren't looking. However, you're putting on an act when people are looking. That way you become a stage actor. Your stage acting makes you a hypocrite. And guess what? I know a lot of celebrities. I know pastors and I know friends who play these roles and play them well. And I would always say to myself, oh my God, if people really knew how they really were, all endorsements, followings, and likeful comments would cease in less than 24 hours, you know? So listen, my son came to me the other day and um, my son knows someone personally who is in the public eye. And this is a particular person and um, that people follow and knows. Um, and he comes to me all the time and he says, Mom, how can people just praise him and say these good things and say, you know, that he's a good this and he's a good that. And, you know, they have no idea what he's doing. Right. And he says they have. And then he said and he ha- they have no idea what he's done and what he's continued to do. So what I do is I take advantage of that moment and I teach my child and I say to him, remember this perfect example right here. And the next time you want to praise someone or put someone on a pedestal without truly knowing who they are, what they become. Not really too much their past, but what they become. Right. I tell him, do not involve yourself in that play. Let everybody else play to that. And we need to teach our youth this and practice this same discipline in ourselves. Okay. Now, what I want to do is I want to give you guys a PE moment, PE 
that is an acronym for personal experience. For those of you that who just heard that come out my mouth for the first time, if you're new to the show, I had a friend that uh, we went to the beach not too long ago. And um, you guys let me know if you think she was being a hypocrite or not. We went to the beach and she was fussing and arguing. I mean, when I tell you, she was draining me, draining my energy, my positivity, all of that stuff that I really had to tell her, you know what, you need to calm that down because you're making everybody's life miserable. I went ahead and laid down this brand new, like, um, um, it's, I don't want to say that it's a towel, but it was something, you know, it had the feel of a parachute and it's supposed to avoid sand and it's supposed to avoid water. Okay. Neither sand or water is supposed to stick to this type of garment that I had. And so we laid down the food on the garment, right? Because people were trying to eat. And she had made a comment and said, don't come, don't get on this garment because you're going to be putting sand and I don't want sand on the food. And she's just arguing and bickering and fussing about it. Next thing you know, she turns around and steps on the garment and attracts sand onto the garment, So everybody's saying, well, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Right? Look at what you're doing. And she said, no, 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 it's not the same thing. And we're saying to ourselves, crazy lady. Yes, it is. So do you guys think it was, you think she was being a hypocrite? I really wouldn't say it would be a hypocrite, but I would say contradiction is the word I'm looking for. Hmm? Yes. Here's one more PE before we go into our clip, you guys. My sister was with a worker and we just talked about this last night. Uh, she she's she works with this one guy and this guy saw my sister out in the public. And so my sister's now this is a guy that she talks to. They, you know, they build content with they, you know, they, they, they exchange energy at work like they're friends at work. And so my sister saw him out in the public and my sister was like, hey, how you doing? I was in the car. I happened to be in the car with my sister. And the guy just put his hands up, you know, and goes back down as if he didn't really know my sister. He can, you can kind of tell he felt a little awkward. So my sister got offended because she was like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be my boy. I mean, we converse, we talk at work, you know, all these things. And so my sister went back at work and she read him his rights. And she was just like, look, don't play with me with that. If you can't talk to me at work, don't talk to me, you know, in public. And so I told my sister, I said, you know what? You work, why would it be so hard for you to do the same in public, right? So if you are pretending to have virtues, you're pretending to have principles and certain type of beliefs or anything for that matter with someone behind closed doors, but you can't do it in public, shame on you. And I will tell you right now, stop acting, Because at least actors are acting to get a Grammy. They're acting to get paid. God damn it. They're acting to entertain. What are you acting for? Huh? Okay, you guys. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go into this clip. And this clip is about um, is Pastor Jim. And he's talking to his congregation. So let's hear about this. And then we're going to build on that. Roy, I am ready for that clip. Don't go to sleep while I'm talking. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't, don't you lay your head back. I'm, I'm important. I'm somebody. Now, you might do your English teacher that way, but I'm not teaching English. I'm teaching eternal life here. I love you. You know I love you. Have I convinced you I love you? Uh, yeah. You better, th- you better nod your head yes. All right. Come on. Put it right there. All right. You stay awake and you listen to me. You say, well, he may never come back. Well, he ain't here now. And where have you been, Mr. Underwood? 
And I noticed on the calendar I'm supposed to marry y'all. What makes you think I'd marry you? You're one of the sorriest church members I have. You're not worth 15 cents. And you want me to marry you to her? And you want to marry him? And he don't even know where he belongs? And you don't even know where you belong? Now, uh, let me tell you all everybody here how much I love these kids. Do you know I love you, sir? Stand up, big boy. Do you know I love you? All right. All right. Give me a little love. I'm a real deal. All right. I know you are too, but you ain't been here. You can't get this in any other church in town. Now, y'all don't want me. All you got to do is tell me we won't have a church fight because I'll get my little Connie and we'll get in her little Buick Enclave. It's paid for. And we'll sell what we need to sell. And we'll go on down the road and we'll find some little podunk church that don't know up from down. And I'll find me a dozen Joe's baskets who don't have a pot or a window and who will shout Jesus. And I'll give the rest of my life to them. Oh, Brandy. Oh, Brandy's a sweet girl and she's got her children. Yes, y'all are good and y'all are fine. But your children will turn on you if you don't hold up the standard and the banner of God. And if they don't turn on you, they'll just, you'll just produce nice little whirlians. Are y'all keeping the camera on me back there in the little video room? Good. We're having trouble in the video room. There's no one finer than young Cox back there. And he comes down here and spends hours in that thing. But he has a little attitude adjustment that we're going to fix. Brother Cox, you listening? Because, Brother Cox, I can fix your attitude adjustment. Now, I don't care what your mama thinks and your daddy thinks. And I don't have a better friend than your mama. But, Mama, you get out of my way when I'm messing with that boy because I'm his preacher. I'm, I'm yours when I'm talking to you. But I'm his when I'm talking to him. And last I checked, he's a grown man. And that video room ain't going to be a youth hangout. We might as well just fix this thing. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, if you don't know what you're doing wrong... Son, you don't care about what I want to do right. Because if you loved me and you submitted to me, you'd know what my heart is and my message is, and you wouldn't go about establishing your own kingdom in the video room. I really feel good now. you guys i'm just saying who's that's pastor tim you guys his let me tell you something his video went viral rashida thank you so much for sending that <laughs> you guys this is somebody's pastor this is a pet listen a congregation listens to this pastor i don't know if this is a hypocritical situation. No, I'm lying. Yes, I do know. All right. And <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys, I've seen pastors like this. And when we come back, because we're getting ready to come up on a commercial break. I swear to God, these commercial breaks, boy. When we come back on a commercial break, I'm going to give you guys another PE segment of a pastor like this. Stay tuned with me. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. 
Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty, and the first to do it globally. Come create value and make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Sometimes we find ourselves at a place that seems impossible to find healthy snacks. It's always best to plan your eating so you can make sure you have the right choices. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. If you find yourself at a concert or sports stadium, eating at a deli is a good decision. You can find lean turkey, whole grain breads, and fresh vegetables. If you are on a road trip and have to find something to snack on at a gas station, look for fresh fruit, string cheese, whole grain cereal, or yogurt. At the movie theater, chocolate-covered raisins are a good pick. Movie popcorn is very high in calories, so if you must indulge, get the smallest size possible. If you find yourself with vending machines only, select nuts or sunflower seeds. No matter where you are, take the time to choose the healthiest snack possible. You'll be glad you did. I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daiya Six. I am upset. <laughs> What the heck? Hey, you guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Where did we leave off, Pastor Jim? You guys know I'm a little upset because I saw a fruit fly get on my god darn lime. And you guys, I eat lemon. Well, not lemon. I eat lime and salt. I love the taste of lime and salt. And that was my last piece. He took it. Oh, my goodness. Where he come from anyways? Anyways, Pastor Jim. You guys, let's go over some of the things this pastor said. (laughs) We got to, right? But before we do that, let me give you guys another P.E., I was um, I went to visit my grandmother in Michigan and um, I was in my what was I about thir- uh, in my 30s. I was in my 30s at the time. And my my grandmother was like, OK, when you get up um, Sunday, I want you to go to church with me. And I kept saying, Granny, I don't feel like going to church. You know, I'm tired. And, you know, anyway, she made me go anyways. And when I got into the church, I sat right by my grandmother. Now, lo and behold, she's told she told everybody that I was, you know, that her granddaughter was coming, you know, from California. So there were so many people that wanted to meet me and I was excited about that. So we get into church, we sit down, church begins and automatically her teacher, her, uh, her pastor starts to preach. But her pastor was a god darn hypocrite. So I'm looking at him sideways and lo and behold, you guys remember, I'm like in the third row so he can see me. He sees me very well. He knows who I am. He knows I'm a visitor. Right. So, you know what he said in the church? I will never forget. He said that someone from his church decided to open up a new church there in the city. And he told everybody in the congregation, don't go to it. He told everyone not to go to the church, that there isn't no room for two churches. 
And everyone was sitting there clapping their hands and nodding their head. And I'm looking at him in a front, you know, with a frown face. I'm looking at him like, are you crazy to even say something like that? What if somebody can get information from that church that they can't get from this church? And at that moment, I felt so sorry for all (laughs) of those members who were sitting in that church listening to this pastor because he was giving them some effed up information. Yes, I said effed up because that's exactly what it was. So when we're here and we're talking about Pastor Jim, who remind me so much of that pastor. First of all, the pastor, it got me on, on you know, he, he, got, he actually had me on a few things. OK, he said, I'm important. I'm somebody. But what you have to people know how important you are. I mean, God done it. You're the pastor of the church. You better be somebody in a, some importance if you're leading a congregation. But what a lot of pastors say in church is slim, similar to what Pastor Jim brought up in his, you know, in the in the clip that we just heard. OK, having a presence in church. A lot of pastors talk about coming to church, being on time, not being absent, um, uh, um, tithing, doing all these things that they want you to do. Right now, I get that everyone is supposed to be present. OK, fine. I get it. However, you cannot forget pastors. These I'm speaking to all the pastors that life exists. OK. And Pastor Jim said, you cannot go to sleep while I'm talking. You guys, when I was in church, I used to master sleeping in a stiff position and I would nod my hair. I swear. I swear. I used to do this. My sister used to watch me through the whole church. (laughs) I used to sit there. I would be so tired and exhausted getting up that early and pastors wasn't saying anything that I didn't already know that I haven't heard before. So the only time I had a lot of energy was when the choir was singing. So the pastors would sit there and speak and talk and I would sit there in a stiff position. I would be asleep, but I would um, train myself to nod my head a lot (laughs) while I was sleeping. And my sister would sit there and just watch me. I'm so happy that there wasn't, you know, cameras back then because I know she would have videotaped me. So let's say, you know, and I want to bring this up because, you know, pastors say this a lot in their congregations, like I mentioned before. But let's say that. Whoever he was talking to stayed up with, let's go as far as saying, you know, a dying, not, not a mother or sister, but let, or a relative for that most part. Let's say he stayed up with a dying friend in the hospital all night long, two hours before church started and their body, right? Started to take control and demand sleep for proper rejuvenation. And here you have a pastor telling them not to sleep instead of possibly finding out why they went to sleep while he was preaching. Right. Giving them the benefit of a doubt, because remember, people sleep when they're tired. The body gives out when it's tired. But his ego says you better not. Right. And this is what I have. A problem with because if you're supposed to be a man of God, you're supposed to be a leader, then you have to lead properly. You can't be misleading. Do you understand that? Once again, what are we talking about today? 
hypocrisy, right? Not to sleep in your church instead of finding out the reason why. And to tell you the truth, for him to find out the reason why, it really isn't his business in the first place. Why someone is falling asleep. Maybe you need to check your message because that pastor isn't paying anyone to listen to him. In actuality, they are paying to listen to the pastor. Right. Then he tries to convince them that he loves them. Then he turns around and calls out church members and condemn them for being the sorriest church members he has. (laughs) He told them, you're not worth 15 cents. There's no way in hell I would have listened and continued to sit in that man's congregation. But he's worth, you know, it's so funny. You know, I say that, you know, he tells the members, you're not worth 15 cents. But he's worth them tithing to after his verbal abuse. Right. And he says this to a couple who asked the pastor to marry them. And he says, I'm not marrying you because I don't see you in church enough. You know what I mean? And I'm saying to myself, what if they were admired by this pastor? Didn't really go to church too much, but just it was admired by him, was admired by his words, admired by just literally inspired by this man. Just on GP. And now he's sitting here condemning them. I'm just saying to the couple that he was talking to, don't you let that devil marry you into hell. <laughs> this pastor, you guys, this pastor reminds me of a husband that understands his power in his household and abuses it. He tears you down. Right. To lift you up or he will tend to do it in reverse, which means lift you up just to tear you down and do it in the name of love. This is an extreme condition. And this is what I really consider, you know, you know, hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy to me. I don't know about you guys. Pay attention to your pastors. I'm just saying what's dangerous is he has a congregation who is listening, feeding, obeying and agreeing to his message. Right. And it's harder to reconstruct adults than it is children. Thank you, Roy. And then on top of everything, he forces submission, forcing, forcing, just forcing anything Right. So and remember, forcing anything in life is an abomination. When we look up the word abomination, force should be right next to it, right there, front and center. Webster didn't do his job right. (laughs) So why is being hypocritical so easy to do? It is because we do not focus on the damage of not being hypocritical. Uh, Roy, do we still got time for that next clip? Okay, we're going to go ahead and you guys, this is this clip about we're going to talk a little bit about celebrities. Go ahead and play that clip for my listeners, Roy. And there's that other evergreen, the environment. There's no shortage of hot air about this issue, even from those without advanced scientific degrees. Barbara Streisand went on national TV and declared, quote, we are in a global warming emergency state, end quote. Well, you're not exactly helping at home, Babs. Her California compound has three houses and a 12,000-foot air-conditioned barn. Not for some kind of endangered California species, mind you, unless you count showbiz memorabilia. Yep, it's where she stores hers. Uh, Paging eBay. She suggested 
that people use clotheslines to dry their, their laundry. And uh, you can drive up and down Malibu and you don't see any clotheslines anywhere near Barbara's house. Streisand owns several cars and has been spotted shopping for SUVs. Uh-oh. And of course, she's been known to ride in limos, but then doesn't everyone? Hypocrisy is now America's favorite sport and celebrities are its greatest athletes. And to watch celebrities say one thing and to do another thing either creates a laughter, which is a good thing, or a level of outrage. Even a guy who directed a documentary called Who Killed the Electric Car agrees. Is Hollywood a hypocritical place? Do they say they're con they conserve and then they hop on a Learjet? Yes. <laughs> Hollywood is hypocritical. I think we all are. That's part of the, the charm of being an American. The way celebrities live in real life, it makes you wonder if they watch their own movies. Don't they realize New York City will be underwater? Come on, people, Steven Spielberg's artificial intelligence. Or there'll be no land left at all? Didn't anyone in Hollywood see Waterworld? Okay, nobody did. Bad example. And when will it all happen? Uh-huh, the day after tomorrow. Hey, you getting this on camera? The, this tornado just came and erased the Hollywood side. But let's be fair, Hollywood isn't completely hypocritical. There are people like Ed Begley Jr. who walk the walk, or is it bike the bike? To do his part, Begley goes everywhere in a hybrid car or a bicycle and lives in this solar-powered home. Which brings us to our first Real Politics Award, Administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. Sorry, Ed, you've been edged out by someone who truly represents the most fashionable Hollywood value, hypocrisy. The winner is John Travolta. It's the uh, Cadillac of hybrids. Yes, in Be Cool, he fought for global warming, and yes, he's on the board of the Environmental Media Association. But when he travels from his house in Southern California to his one in Florida, he flies one of his two jets, including a Boeing 707. All right, John Travolta, I'm kind of mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? You're a hypocrite, John Travolta. Anyways, you guys, why is being a hypocrite so easy? It's because we do it. We don't focus on the damage of not being hypocritical. We adopt carelessness. We become blind to the outcome and a lot of times become a warrior for it, all for the sake of acknowledgement from people we will never ever know, all right, in this lifetime. So when we come back, we're going to talk about why America herself is hypocritical all right and we'll talk about some about america's greatest you know what hypocrites it's sport and it's athletes just a little bit stay tuned stay connected with dia six for more information on practical tips proven strategies and healthy techniques right here on face-to-face -face healthy relationship talk radio Notice that no matter how carefully you put the Christmas lights away, they still come out all cringle crangled and jitterty jitterty the next year. Christmas tree lights were invented in 1882 by Thomas Edison, and by 1900, these miniature versions of his electric light bulb were being advertised to the public. In 1895, Grover Cleveland proudly sponsored the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House, featuring more than a hundred multicolored lights. By the next Christmas, members of high society were hosting flambustious Christmas tree parties. 
Of course, in those early days, the services of a wireman had to be obtained, as many people had considered electricity as a bit of a bugaboo. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Most of us want to exercise, but sometimes motivation is a problem. It can be difficult to get started or to keep going. Cooper Aerobics Center in Dallas offers five tips to stay motivated in your exercise. Number one is make fitness a priority. Make it a habit and put it on the top of your priority list. Number two is set goals. Tasks are almost always easier to accomplish when there's something to look forward to in the end. Number three is make a specific plan. Get your calendar and start planning your exercise routine. Number four is grab a friend. Working out with a friend can really help with motivation and accountability. And number five is find a professional fitness trainer and see your fitness goals become a reality. I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Thanks, Roy. All right, you guys, we are back. We are back. Okay. I'm having fun. I'm having fun sharing all this information with you guys. You know, I believe that life, you know, if you can't have fun, then what the heck are you doing? Right. But did you guys listen to the last clip? We, they said that Barbara Streisand said that we should have clothes like uh, with the uh, clothes lines to do our laundry, to dry our clothes. Where's yours, home girl? <laughs> they said they don't they can't see any clothes lines anywhere around her house. I don't know. Maybe, you know, she has a big home. Maybe, you know, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she has a clothesline inside of her home somewhere. Maybe she has a, a green room and she can open up the ceilings to let the sun, you know, beam in her home. Who knows? But I'm just saying, where's yours? You know, how about you be the first? How about you start? You know, (laughs) all right. Okay, you guys. All right. So, okay. Where? Okay. I lost my train of thought having fun. Um, Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about the last clip. Okay. He, but, oh, this is what I want to say. I think I'm going to start using this too. This is why I love information and, 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 um, finding great stuff to talk about. One thing that he said is that, you know, hypocrisy is America's greatest sport and celebrities are the greatest athletes. I have to say that I agree. It's not, it's not even basketball. You guys, the greatest sport isn't even basketball or baseball. It's hypocrisy, right? And then we're not even going to talk about the lady that provides it all. Miss America herself. We're going to get into that a little later, but I don't believe it is a term, you know, um, let me just say this. <sighs> Hypocrisy is used, or shall I say, is being played out by so many people. And, you know, in the clip, he said, it's a term of being American. Mm, I can't really agree with that, even though. There are many people who are carrying that torch. You see, this is why I like to stay in charge of my own work, why I do my own business with the people that I want to do business with. You know, I have no one telling me what to say, how to say it or why to say it. I comprehend what happens to my biological system when I do such things. 
And guess what? It literally is a slow death to the body, right? Look at anyone who's aging quickly. Look at anyone who's aging fast. And you know that they're being a hypocrite. Now, even though Barbara Streisand and John Travolta has luxury things, it doesn't mean that they are hypocrites. And it doesn't mean that they need to give up things or give up any of their luxury things for the greater good of humanity. Okay. Your life is your life, period. So if you got luxury things, enjoy them. I mean, you want to live and have luxury things. I mean, you know, I do. But since we are talking about celebrities, most people claim that one of the biggest hypocrites is James Cameroon. Now, trust me, you do know him, or at least you know his work. And I'll refresh some of your memories just in case it's a little foggy. Now, James Cameroon was born on August 16th. And I was happy to say that because, guys, you know what? I said, goodness gracious, the fact that this information was sent to me. He was born on August 16th, the same birthday of my first love. Yes, the same birthday as my first love. But anyways... Um, I believe he's from Canada and he moved to the United States in 71. He's also the son of an engineer and he majored in physics here at the California State University before switching to English, uh, English. OK, and eventually he dropped out of school and then he drove a truck to support his screenwriting ambition. And he landed his first professional job as an um, art director. And then he was a set builder. And then a projection supervisor. And this happened on uh, Roger Corman's Battle Beyond the Stars. Okay. Um, now, this is some of the work that James did. He did the spawning, the Terminator, also Terminator 2, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He also did Aliens, The Abyss. And, of course, the um, he also did um, Titanic, right? And the uh, one of the big ones he did was... The Avatar. So when they talked about him being a hypocrite, I said, well, goodness gracious, why are they calling him a hypocrite? Right. So you guys know that he's the director of Avatar and they said that he donated one million dollars to help defeat California's Proposition 23. Okay, now that proposition is the future of California economy and environment. And he's fighting it because he says we should use fewer fossil fuels and if we tend to do that, it will create higher prices and job losses, right? See, so he got, he has his lifestyle. He's not worried about anybody else. And he quoted in the Los Angeles Times, we're going to have to live with less. This is what he said in the Los Angeles Times. All right. But he said that while having, remember, he owns three homes in Malibu, 2,400 square foot with no polar panels, he has a 10-acre ranch right out here in Santa Barbara, a Jet Ranger helicopter, three Harleys, a Corvette, a Ford GT, a collection of dirt bikes. I should go steal one. No, I'm just playing, you guys. Don't you dare. <laughs> just play it. He owns a yacht and, and those um, Humvee fire trucks and a fleet of submarines. What the heck is he doing with submarines? This is just a guy that just has to do something with his money. So what do you guys think? Hypocrite or not? Nah? Hmm? Well... I'll let you decide. Now, let's talk about America. Hmm? She is whom everyone seeks out for a beautiful life, right? People seek her out for, you know, perfect freedom, safety, amongst other things, and yet tend to dig deep in, you know, other people's lives and, you know, create chaos. But then when we dig deep into her resume, and start to see her history, 
you know, because remember, we take we took her for face value. Those that who aren't woke are still taking her at face value. I mean, why wouldn't we since she is the land of the free and home of the brave, right? But she's been lying from the very beginning by starting off telling us history in reverse. And she states that the founders, remember America said, the founders of our history were all Christian civilized men. And those founders were what? Um, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, right? But when you do your research, you find out that both of those mugs were considered deist, or some people would say diest, which means that they believe that God created the world and practically just went away, which means they didn't follow the Bible, but they knew that there was a higher creator. So why is the Bible being followed? Millions of people throughout the world, when the first creators here in America didn't even follow it them damn selves. And then also America teaches us that Thomas Edison, oh, oh my goodness, stated to be the creator of the light bulb, right? But in actuality, he bought the patent from an inventor. <laughs> he bought a patent from the inventor. His name was um, Heinrich Goebel. Heinrich, Heinrich Goebel. Right. And there's other names who worked on the light bulb way before him. They said invented. That's a whole nother. You know, we have to, you know, talk about that on a later date. And what about the teaching of slaves and where they came from? She lied about the American Indians as well. Just lie, lie, lie. And one of the biggest lies America has ever told was Christopher Columbus. They said that he was the first one to discover America, but there were people already here in America when he arrived. When in actuality, Christopher Columbus was actually a brute. He was slaughtering people and creating massacres just for the heck of it. Right? And what about America? How America has taught us about nutrition and how important it is to follow the food chain. (laughs) which can be detrimental to our health. She wasn't even honest about, you know, the percentage of the brain we use, right? They say that we use, what, um, 10% of our brain. That's what they talked about in school. They told us that for like years. And we actually use most part of our brain and our brain is mostly active all the time. They've known this type of stuff. America allowed these lies and continue to allow these lies, Now, America says you can't even kneel when your own people are being slaughtered in the streets for no reason. Hands up or hands down. It don't matter. Shot, shot, boom. You dead. Or highly injured. Suffering from blood. Right. So America has sold us this American dream. Go to school, work hard, get an education and become successful only to have us running on this treadmill going nowhere. While keeping everyone sick. Especially through the vaccinations and the chemtrails and the poisoned foods. She creates these large stages she set up in the media for faking news, for faking events just to start civil wars. And we all know that the list goes on. Thank you, Roy. 
And listen, America to me, you guys have been the fattest liar on the planet. And to me, she's overweight. America girl, you need a diet. (laughs) She need a diet. Right? Maybe she got a thyroid problem. I don't know. So is America a hypocrite, you guys? And our last question is, how do you stop hypocrisy? I think if you learn who you are, right, and you be your own person seeking your own truth, you will avoid abusing yourself by becoming a hypocrite. I think it falls right under, right in line with that. And I think that's what we need to focus on. That's what we need to teach our children. And that's what we need to practice. Because without it, we're all going to be living in these illusions. We're all going to be living for other people. Trying to keep up with the Joneses and doing everything. So I just want to say, you guys, um, first of all, I approve this message. I want to talk about hypocrites. I approve this message. You guys know you can follow me under Instagram under Daia underscore six. Right. And also make sure you join Healthy Relationship Talk Radio Facebook group page. Send me a text. Let me know what's going on. And guess what? We got Alamo Mondays that's getting ready to come up. We're going to be doing live stuff, whatever. I'm going to keep you guys posted on the new website that's getting ready to come up. So my closing is I approve this message. I hope you guys liked what you heard. I'm wishing everyone love. Peace, truth, justice, and freedom. I'm your host, Aya Six. And guess what? Stay tuned and meet me back here again. All right? Love ya. I love you guys. Kisses. Listening to this week's Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Join us next week, same time, same place, as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Don't forget to visit FacingRelationships.com for further assistance. That's www.facingrelationships.com. 